Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, this is Stuart Roberts, founder of Haircuts for Homeless, and welcome to the Hear Me, See Me podcast. I'm going to be talking to people who are truly inspirational to me, some you may have heard of, and some you haven't, but you really need to hear their story. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. Today I've got a lovely guest, uh, Michelle Fairley. We've met recently, uh, well, we actually it's nearly a year ago, we met at a wedding of a wonderful friend of ours. And we've been, you know, I've been trying to get her to come along to my projects, and she's a very busy lady, but she did a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, it, we, had a, we had a great evening together, which we'll talk about later. But today I'm talking with Michelle Fairley. How are you, my darling? Hi, Stuart. Good to see you again. Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Thanks for giving me, like, you know, it's a lovely day out there and it looked like a lovely day there. So thanks for giving me an hour of a beautiful Saturday afternoon. So I'm grateful for it. Uh, for anyone who's, you know, uh, people who are tuning in for it, um, if we can start, like, you know, where did you grow up and, um, you know, what was your, what was your childhood like? Uh, I grew up in the north of Ireland in County Antrim. Right. And a place called Ballycastle, which is a seaside town, and it's on the the wild Atlantic coast, and it's incredibly beautiful. And it was a very, very small little seaside town, and very safe. I had, only had about one, no, two bombs. And so, growing up in the north in sixties, seventies, eighties, you know, that's mm. that's not, you know, that's quite low. And um, very idyllic, sort of peaceful childhood. Um, five brothers and sisters, um, lots of freedom, lots of running free, wild, without any issues or fears. So it was quite an idyllic little childhood, really. Um, very yeah. protected. And um, basically they spent running wild on the beach and with animals, with horses, with dogs, with wow. mates. So, yeah. Very naive, very much so. Yeah, yeah. When you eventually, you know, ventured out into the, the big wide world, you were sort of like not really ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> and, I can know. imagine. And with all that going on at that time, I mean, I think I was, you know, I, I, I was born in 62, so the 70s and the 80s and all of everything going on at that time, you think it's incredible that you, you sort of missed a lot of that, you know, with, with where you were. Yeah, I mean, very much so, because literally, I mean, that Ireland at that time was, you know, was really, you know, sort of, it wasn't, it wasn't a trendy up to the, you know, even Belfast, you know, it wasn't um, a hip city, you know, you couldn't, you know, only on a Sunday in Belfast, I mean, nothing in, in the north of Ireland, oh, that's the dog at the door, I might have to let him in, actually. Yes, okay. <laughs> He's going to keep, he's going to keep <laughs> battering the door with his paw going, let me in, let me in. And he, um, you know, so it was a very um, sort of, it wasn't an advanced place to live, but it was a beautiful place to live. And, yeah. you know, it had its advantages, has its disadvantages, you know. Um, it was governed very differently. You know, you couldn't get, a, if you wanted to go for a drink on a Sunday, the only place you could go to was an hotel. 
you know, really? uh, there were no bars or anything open on a Sunday, nothing. Uh, restaurants, very rarely, only hotels. Wow. Uh, so, it, and that was to do with religion, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it, was, it was a country and it's still a country that um, was ruled by, you know, religious party. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was an interesting place. Interesting. But, you know, when you grow up in it, Stuart, you don't know any difference. No, no, of course not. You know, I, yeah, my mum was, I was fairly out of the way. I wasn't, I'm, I'm near East London, but I was pretty more in the country when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And, you, you know, you don't, you, you, you just, you live in what you live in, don't you? You know. Absolutely. We, we used to go pea picking and potato picking in the fields. My mum used to work in the fields and we used to go along. And I look back now and, it, you know, used to, it was a, it was a beautiful way to be brought up, you know. It was really we was really lucky. I know we were very fortunate in terms yeah. of the access that we had to to rural life, and I mean, no computers. You no. know, the only way to find out anything was actually mm-hmm. through encyclopedias yeah. or mouth sitting listening yeah. to people telling you stories or yeah. about their travels or books. You yeah. know, television, but no internet, no phones, no sitting gazing at a tablet. No, that's it. And then, you know, it was all about communication and getting yeah. out and running wild, you know, running yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. A beautiful way to be brought up. Um, so what what sort of where where did when did you first get into acting? What was that? Um God, you know, it's, it's I yeah, I don't know actually is the right is the honest answer to that, Stuart? It's just like it was something that I just knew I always wanted to. I had an interest in, and uh, yes, I remember mentioning it once to somebody, and I was sort of laughed at. So I didn't really mention it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it just became this thing that you kept quiet. You know, like uh, secret. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be an actress. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. <laughs> no, because. You didn't know anybody who was an actor, do you know what I mean? No, so, no, no. I mean, vaguely through my granny um, on my dad's side, we knew Ray McNally's mum, you know. Yeah. So, and Ray McNally was a huge actor. I mean, he's yeah. no longer alive, God rest him. But, um, but I hadn't met Ray McNally. I didn't know anything. I had only seen him on on the screen, so I didn't yeah. know any actors. I'd never met an actor. I just, watched, yeah. you know you know the theater or the telly so and films you know cinema but um yes I guess it was just something that was there innately and within me and I just sort of like just kept pushing you know did you go to to, uh, drama I started um I started and then a tutor put me up for a job and Mm. I got it at um it was three months and it was a play in London uh, so mm-hmm. at the first year, so I had an, a choice of whether to continue or take the play. So I took the play, Good, yeah. and, um, and that was um, with a company called Payne's Plough, and it was a play called Joyriders. Right. And that was my first ever theatre job, my first ever professional job from stock. Really? Yeah. And so that, was that the first time you've been over to England? Like, to no, God, live? no. You know, we'd been over, you know, to England many times, but it was the first yeah. time I'd lived in England. Lived, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, that lived in England. In the 80s, yeah, that would have been mid 80s. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I, was, I was hanging around in London in the mid 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go to the theatre, though. <laughs> I'd say that. I shouldn't say that. I was, because I did used to. I did used to enjoy going to the theatre, 
And in them days, I actually, I remember, sort of really lucky that I went to the right time. That I, I saw Richard Harris in Camelot. Oh, really? Did you see on that? Stage. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw Peter O'Toole. Did you see the Macbeth? No. The importance of being earnest, he was in. Peter O'Toole, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I saw some amazing people doing some great stuff. I didn't appreciate it until I'm older, and I think, Mm. what a thing that was to sort of see. No, but we don't appreciate these things, you know, because we're we're so too young, you know, to appreciate the enormity of it or, you know, the, you know, what an, a, a privilege it is to see, you know, because we get yeah. so much access to everyone and everything these days now that it's yeah. just, it's taken so much for granted. With that, the only way to see people like Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor, Peter O'Toole, yeah. yeah. those sort of like proper film stars, yeah, was to actually, you know, when they did theatre, if they did theatre, but not yeah. every actor did theatre. No, I mean that. That I'll never forget the. Uh, even though I was young, but I still remember like Richard Harris in Camelot, and I'll often watch the film. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's just oh, a bit of an old romantic, you know, and it's like it's a real sad story. And but to, you know, it it was a, it was such a magical event, you know. Yeah. And I, I love soundtracks as well because often, um, in the, it rather than have sort of music in the car, I'll have a soundtrack because it evokes oh, yeah. so many memories, doesn't it? You know, of films yeah. and. Absolutely. So powerful. And film music is really powerful because it's all yeah. about underscoring the emotion and or heightening the emotion of what you're visually seeing as well. Mm. So it literally can transport you straight back into what to that place in the film without you yeah. realizing it because it's so cleverly manipulative. Yeah. yeah. In the mornings I often go to a kickboxing gym and I'll have me I'll have my earphones in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to do it years ago. I can just about stand up in the corner now. (laughs) (laughs) But my old instructor, I go and train with them that. And uh, but I'll often I'll have my my earpods in, and they're all all going away, you know. I'm on the machine and all that, and I'll have the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, Sweet Transvestite blaring out of me. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they'd really appreciate listening to that if you come out, you know. Like. No, no. But I, yeah, I saw that again recently, actually. That we and I used to watch it years ago, and then but we saw a recent um, uh, version of it in the theatre, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's such a such a fun night, you know, yeah. everyone joining in and that. I recently heard a thing on the radio. It was an interview with the actress who played Magenta in it. Oh, and yeah. and yeah. she was Irish. Patricia, Patricia Quinn. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, Stuart. I, I didn't you. know her name, but um, and she, um, I didn't know she was originally from from the north of Ireland. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and she was the original Magenta. Yeah. She that's her lips at the beginning when it's yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's right. Singing that, yeah. Did you see that's the original Stuart? Did you see it? Yeah. Did you see it? I was, I was, yeah. I saw the original um, stage show, and uh, but I saw the original. I saw the film when it came out, mm-hmm. and it was probably in about mid seventies. So I was probably a, a, a sort of early teenager. So uh, it was, it was quite, it was quite a thing for me, you know, like at that age, you know, like it was very sort of 
uh, sexual and everything. And I was at an impressionable age is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I went to see it three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, but something was happening. And at the same time, I went to see around about that time, I was too young, but my sister's friends let me in the fire escape and I went to see The Exorcist. Oh, crikey. Yeah. And that, that, I couldn't sleep properly for about three months. Really? You think that at that time we were watching things like Dracula and Frank, you know, Peter Cushing and and Christopher Lee and and, and William Friedkin made this film. With no CGI and no, you know, and I, it, it's incredible what he did with a, with a film, um, uh, uh, with w- the resources that he had, you know. It's it, still it, terrifying watching that scene. Oh. Which it, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. And it's voice and everything. It's just yeah. It's, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah, I don't think I'll be listening to that soundtrack. I don't think. <laughs> no, I need that. But even then, Tubular Bells. It's just as soon as that film yeah. starts. The bells is just gets you straight to that, you know. Yeah. What would you prefer? Do you, do you, I know it's probably a silly question, um, but I'm full of them. Uh, what do you prefer, like film or theatre? Do you think what What's your th- real thing that you prefer? It's not a silly question, Stuart. Um, Good. I think it's you, you know my started off in theatre, you know, yeah. so a theatre's my grounding. You know, that's where I was educated. Yeah. And um, and the nature of theatre acting has changed enormously. You know, as a, I didn't think that I'd ever be working in film and television ever. You know, I thought I'd yeah. just be theatre. Yeah. And, and it's the way the business has changed over the years. It's given you the opportunity to be able to sort of like, you know, traverse both and continue to, thankfully, touch wood. Um, uh, so, uh, I mean, I love theatre for the intensity of it and yeah. the pre-work that yeah. you have to put in and you know, in the rehearsals and even before you get to rehearsal. And then, of course, like the performance itself is a different game again because it's constantly changing. It's constantly yeah. evolving and without you realising it, and even when you finish a job, it stays in your head. And you, even if you're walking down, I mean, it's happened to me many times, you, you're walking down the street and suddenly you go, shit, that's what that line's about. You know, yeah. why, didn't I, why didn't I do that? You know what I mean? It yeah. literally just constantly plays on your head, plays in your head all the yeah. time. Yeah. And people think, you know, oh, it's only a few hours a day in the evening, do you know what I mean? And maybe ah. on certain days, but your yeah. brain kicks in your whole day is geared towards that performance in the going to the yeah. theatre in the evening, you know, the way you have to structure your meals, the way your brain starts to click in, you know, yeah. so it is a whole sort of like preparation, it's, you know, whole day preparation, if it, that does, I don't want that to sound too, too wanky or twacky, but it's, um, it is, you know, and... Um, I'll, I'll get that, I'll get that, so you, you can't just rock up. No. On the on the and then just do it and then turn up and then quick it's just it's got yeah it's, it's a performance so it's something that comes from out of you I would think yeah and it, it's something that um, that the more you get to know the play as well and the character you, you, the the richer the and it, the richer your sort of like depth 
becomes. It's like, a, dare I say it, you know, like a, you know, when you make a stew. <laughs> Not that I make stew because I don't eat meat, but, um, mm. but you know, like a gravy or something. Yeah. The longer it's allowed to mature, the better it is, the richer yeah. it is. Yeah. And that's because it just, um, it's informed by different, you know, intensities of flavor, the longer it is allowed yeah. to, you know, yeah. evolve really. So it's a bit like that, Stuart. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do, do some roles take something out of you? Like, do, do some, some of the deep roles, and we're going to go on to one soon, but do they, do they, do they, I often wonder if they sort of take a piece out of you. Um, I mean, I think roles, if you can be really tired when you finish a job, actually, because mm. it's, it is physical. And that's like whether it's in theatre or on screen, mm. you know, and sometimes, you know, if it's an emotional role, a very emotional role, it can be a little bit, it can be exhausting. But I mean, there are worse things in the world, you know, to be to be doing. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes there's a purging of stuff too, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. you're ready to purge something unconsciously, yeah. you know, so therefore it's easy to access. It's not easy to access, but in terms of making it believable, you know, as well, yeah. without being indulgent, if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. somebody having a wank on screen do you know but it's yeah. there has to be a, a a truth behind it yeah yeah because it's it, they can be some of these roles can be so powerful and um you know they do as you say they do evoke evoke stuff from your part i mean i, I watched i mean when i was um when i was a kid i was i was abused when i was a kid by a man at lived nearby and um i've said about this freely and and it used to have a terrible hold over me terrible you know but i've dealt with it and it's i've moved on and i can i can i can talk freely about it and i can help other people with that because of the power i took the power out of that anyway but i was watching this film called sleepers and this was before i dealt with it and this was kevin bacon and it was about a home um in a kids in a kids home but they met they, they saw the guy out later on in life and it was such a powerful film that um but I was watching it with my wife I don't even know if we had kids at the time and we just sit and watch this film and I, I weren't reacting to the film but I didn't realize that tears was flooding down my face wow. yeah you know, and the, and this is this is the film people make lights like that's only entertainment this film was it was so you know, created such a response in me. And in the end, I couldn't I couldn't watch the end of that film for another few years, which I'm okay. glad that I did watch it in the end. And um and it's a it's a brilliant movie that one. And that's the thing, it's that these things are the these stories are so evocative, but then storytelling over the over the generations and, and, and the ages has always been the way to move people, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's the way the great communicators are, you know, totally. stunned through story. Passing on information, it's about encouraging people to, you know, to, you know, to be brave, like in that situation. That, I mean, I'm sorry, Stuart, I didn't know anything about that. What an awful thing to happen. Um, I, I mean, it's, 
a lot of people, you know, recently, because I know in Ireland with the with the priests and the Catholic Church and the abuse in schools mm. and homes and the Magdalene laundries as well. Mm. Um, a lot of, I mean, sometimes people suppress these things because they just can't, they can't actually deal with them. It's a, it's trauma, mm. it's absolute trauma. Mm. And sometimes people just go through life, not even with any connection to that trauma because they just can't, acknowledge it they can't go there because no. it, it just it like you it turns your whole life your whole life has already been turned upside down anyway by abuse but to come out and be honest and open about it and brave about it is is another another trauma as well but again, eventually it's a it's a release as you say yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I sorry I didn't mean if that upset you saying that but it's the, the, the thing is, is, is that I, I'm a bit, maybe I'm a bit too flippant when I say it that, that, um, like that, because you do forget it's going to have an effect on people. But what I like to say is, is that why I talk about, you know, that, ha you know, that happened in my past, um, my alcoholism, my drug addiction, all, all the things I try, I do freely speak about is to say to people, you know, that you're living proof that you can overcome these things. And, you know, the more people that go out there, because, the more people are out there say, look, I got through it, the more people think there's hope. It's a it's a, a way of spreading hope, I think. So yeah. I always, you know, some some people are very um private with their uh, anonymous with their addiction recovery and stuff like that. I'm quite open because I think people need to know that there is a solution. There, you know, there are there is hope out there for anything that you can go through in life. How many years clean, Stuart? Uh 17. Yeah. That's 17. amazing. 17. That's yeah, yeah. Um, how, did it, how did it how did it progress with you? Do you know what I mean? What was the do you stop everything at one go or oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was I was a heavy drinker. Uh I was I was uh yeah, heavily into drugs as well. Mm -hmm. Uh I held I held on to my family. And I was very, very lucky to hold on to my family. Amazing and, wife. Uh, Amazing yeah, wife. Yeah, good old Julie. She's uh she's she's wonderful and you know but to be honest she recently said to me and she said before but i've not i, I didn't realize that she'd already told me this but it was quite a shock recently when she said well i was already nearly out the door so that last drink when i finally when i finally had a drink uh, uh um on a sunday we had a family thing and i ended up ended up on monday morning in my cabin and realizing that i'd done wrong you know and i I, I sort of walked down the garden and the, she's getting the kids ready for school and I could see them all having breakfast and I was waiting for a, a, the, the tirade of abuse, you know, and I went up the door and I was met with complete apathy. So yeah. it's just they're dead enough. Yeah, totally. And she's gone to school and I've gone in the cupboard to get a pair of the dog and my daughter's seven-year-old daughter uh, has wrote a note saying, Daddy, please don't drink anymore. Oh, gosh, yeah. And it hit me like an arrow in the heart, and I just, I just found, got the newspaper, found the, the recovery number, and I found that up, and boom, 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 and then, and, and I, and I, was desperate enough to stick with it, but unfortunately, people aren't always desperate enough to see it through because it's hard at the beginning, and you know, but if you've got something really powerful behind you saying, look, you've, you've got to stop this. Um, but she said to me recently that she was already planning with her mum that she was going to take the kids and live at her mum's. 
And her mum had, you know, said, look, you know, and then she said that because I, after a couple of weeks, she said, well, he seems to be changing. She said, well, look, the door's open. You come with them kids any time. I didn't, I didn't, I knew it was, I knew I'd pushed it. I didn't know that, how close. How close you came to losing, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm eternally grateful every day. And uh, it's like, you know, we're going to talk about the work that I do later, but th that's why I do it, because it constantly reminds me, and that's why I've got such empathy with a lot of the guys I meet, because I know that they're, they're my sliding doors moment. Mm, absolutely, Stuart. Yeah. It was like the other night with you guys, you know, and the diversity of people that came through the yeah. church door. It's, it's extraordinary. And there, for the grace of God, any of us can go. Yeah. And say it's it's a it's a momentary decis decision, you know, yeah. like you were reading that note from your daughter, you know suddenly made you go that's it you know um and it's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking because these yeah. are just they're the same as us people you know that yeah. unfortunately life has taken them somewhere else and it's it could happen to me it could happen to anybody and oh, yeah. you yeah, just don't know why fate allows you to go through life and it uh, uh Others go through life and have these awful, traumatic, horrible yeah. experiences, you know, mm. like homelessness, not even like a way, you know, countryless, you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, I, I, I've, I've met lots of refugees. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's the, you can't imagine. I mean, even it's the stories you hear, isn't it? And that's what we're saying about storytelling. They, they, you know, there, there's, there was a woman, because we've got a book, we've got Hear Me Simi book, which book with the images of, of the people we've met. And, uh, I know, I know about the book, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, we're very, very lucky that Jack Eames followed us around for a couple of years and took these wonderful. But there's there's um, a lady I met in Wakefield and she said to me, I, I, don't, I think the, I think it might be a quote that's in the book. We picked up these quotes from someone. And but she said to me, um, I started doing her hair and then she said, I've got a, a, a I've got an interview to to get back into work and that. And then she said to me, It's not my fault I'm here, you know. She said, My my husband gambled our house away. And that statement like really stuck with me, you know. And I just, you know, like so it showed that she was obviously you know, embarrassed by a situation. Yeah. It's, it's and, and, you know, it wasn't of her own doing. Like, what can you do if your husband gambles your house away? You, you, you divorce, but you've still got no home. Yeah. You know, that then that situation led her to the the other problems like mental mental health breakdown, um, substance abuse, you know, those types of things. But but her life was actually merrily plodding along in, in, a, in, a, in a very nice way, you know. So sometimes, because people can be judgmental, and it's like it's yeah, not it's... not of you they're doing. Sometimes no, I know, and we don't. You know, we don't know what's been going on in anyone's life. You know what I mean? It's like the people, yeah. you know, like that lovely guy that you know who came in and got number twenty five, <laughs> uh, you know, for the haircut, and he sat so close to. You, the hair cutting station because he was so desperate that he could get his hair cut 
because he had an interview the next day. Yeah. And you bless you, Stuart, you know, you were working so hard. <laughs> and you know, it was like, yeah, get him over now because it's you know, you could just see that like he was so anxious about getting that haircut to look good. Yeah. For that interview. And I've been thinking about him a lot, going, gee, I hope he got the bloody dog. I hope he yeah. got the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? I think they'll be able to find out because they don't always the places we go to, they don't always follow up, and sometimes they don't yeah. come back. And it's yeah. that thing of sometimes they don't come back because their circumstances change for the good. Yeah. And sometimes they don't come back because we lose them. You know, yeah. like there's 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 lots of lots of things like that that you see, you know, and here. But I better clarify because we're chatting away. We know what happened, but no one else does. Is the fact that. After um, after a while, we managed to get you to, you know, and you did want to come. I'm not sure I'm saying that wrong because it sounds like you didn't want to come, but you're very busy. And was trying to get you to come along to one of these things. And uh, you came along Friday before last. Is it? I don't know what week I am. Yeah, it was last Friday, wasn't it? Last yeah. Friday, yeah, yeah. To this wonderful place we go to, uh, St Columbus, which ironically is really a few yards from Harrods. So you've got all the wealth in the world and then you've got this, on a Friday night, people come to get fed, don't they? Um, I know. When I left you guys on Friday night, Stuart, and went, you and your sister went off and I walked back as as well. I put, you know, coming from St. Columbo's and, and meeting a lot of those people and being, you know, watching you and your sister and the other brilliant hairdressers who give their time up. You know, to to do that, and the people to feed and cook and clean up yeah. afterwards. Uh, you know these, um, and then the juxtaposition of walking out of there and then walking down the street, and walking past a woman who has uh, the most up to the minute pram with a baby in it, <laughs> yeah. has got a a very exclusive child sort of. Um, <laughs> monitoring system that's playing music to the child as it's walking up <laughs> on a really busy street <laughs> you know and it's just that you know from the sublime to the ridiculous yeah. you know it's just a life the juxtapositions and as yeah. you say you know just around the corner from harris yeah crazy it but is it's but it, 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 it exists it yeah and it, it's it's sort of hidden in plain sight there isn't it you know and that it's it's a it's a strange one that always gets me but I did do it in New York once and that's got a very similar thing mm. you know you can go a few blocks one way and you could be in the most abject poverty and then you know a few blocks another way and you're you're amongst you know yeah opulence you know um but there's something I, I don't want to be one of these that sort of makes people feel guilty about doing well in life because we need to do well in life, you know, we need to aspire to do well and it's nice to reward ourselves. But uh, I always say it's like, as long as you don't attach your happiness to these things you get, because <laughs> they just, they're very fleeting, you know, they're very nice, but they don't, it's a, it's a very quick buzz. <laughs> it don't last long. Mm-hmm. The new handbag is just an handbag after a week or so, you know, and all that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, but because some people, when they come and visit with us, um, we've had instances and people people have contacted me and said, you know, I just feel really guilty because my life's pretty good, you know, and I, I feel a bit guilty of seeing these people. And the thing to do is to replace guilt with gratitude. Yeah. That's the thing. 
you know, let it make you more grateful, you know, that, that we've got the freedoms. Because it's 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 not always about possessions and things like that. A lot of the time it's the freedom of choice that people just don't have anymore in those those situations. You know, we we've we've got even if we're you know, working, so we have to work, but you get some free time. And if we choose to want to buy something, generally, unless it's exceptional, we can we can treat ourselves or we can go for a meal or all these things. But sometimes people have got so little choice that they they don't know where they're going to sleep that night. They don't know if they can get some food. They don't know if they're safe, you know, if, if someone's going to beat upon them or, you know, that... So many things that we don't realise, but yeah, it's just it's, it's but we can we can be grateful for what we got, and I think the the best thing for depression or anxiety and all these things is gratitude, because and every time I go out there doing that, I come home more grateful with what I'm coming home to, you know. Yeah, appreciative of what you have in life and yeah. the decisions you've made to what it is. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's not been given to you; worked for it. Yeah. Mm, it's hard work yeah it is it is hard work because it's very easy to step back and then uh, what what why why i love doing the work that i do it, it reminds me of what i am and who i am because yeah. the biggest lie that we tell is ourselves. Mm-hmm. so you know i start to tell myself that i'm all right <laughs> and i'm not that bad <laughs> You know, you're a fucker, you know, and you know, and you put a drink in, you're a double fucker. So, you know, it's uh, <laughs> don't start thinking you're you're okay because you're not, you know. Yeah. If, and then sometimes you get a bit of praise heaps on you and, you know, you start to believe that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, Stuart, you know, the, the profession I work in, it's full of people who believe their own praise. Do you know what I mean? So, and the word fucker is widely <laughs> used in many occasions. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I can imagine. I myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And yeah. it's and, and it, I think that the sort of the thing of the the world you're in and, and the world I'm in is is you know the hairdressing world is very yeah. much you know it's it's an ego it's an it's ego, ego business. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course, it's, 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 it's the performing world is. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And about putting the right image out there, you know, portraying yeah. the right image and. You know, it's big money these days as well, you know, manipulating that whole sort of image thing. Oh, yeah, I love to do this. Oh, yeah, so you're sponsoring me and giving me a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? It's all cynicism as well. Yeah. But um, that's why organisations like yours are incredibly important, you know, because they're not, you know, they just do what what you do and that's it, you know. Yeah. I mean... We skipped a bit, and I do want to, because I, I I just want to talk back because I loved it, and we got a mutual friend, and that's where we met at her wonderful wedding, which I got in trouble because I said it was the best wedding I've ever been to, and it was a, <laughs> two, months, two months after my daughter got married, so she was a bit offended when I said, oh, it's the best wedding I've ever been to. Oh, Stuart. It was wonderful. It was in our garden, and we had a wonderful time. Uh-huh. But, God, you must yeah. have a garden. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long walk of shame I made that day when I read the note. That was a long walk of shame. Yeah. But we, you know, it it was it was such a stunning, stunning week, that, that wedding. It was wonderful. And, and it? we met and then she mm. she'd done a short film and it's now being made into a, a feature. And I was lucky enough to go to the um the screening 
you know, uh, the track. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to say about that because I, I don't know what, oh, no, we can't say too much, can we? Because it's not out yet, is it? <laughs> but, no, I mean, no, not at all. But, I mean, it's, you know, kudos to brilliant Lena, you know, that, that yeah. she she got it. She got the financing with her brilliant producer. You know, yeah. they, they plugged away at this for several yeah. years to get the money yeah. to make this into a feature. And a couple of times it nearly happened and it fell through. And yeah. and then literally this year, at the beginning, towards the end of last year, yeah. you know, suddenly went, it might be happening, it might be happening, and it'll be done on a shoestring. And, yeah, like, then suddenly it's like, yeah, it's happening at the beginning of January. And it's like... What date in January? Like it's meant to be the third initially, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's going to be really, you know, how you know after New Year and stuff and blah blah." blah. It's just too, you know. It was like, "My god, that's really quick," and then and then it was pushed again uh, towards the end of January, so um, which was better, which gave us more time and things like yeah. that to get it organised and mm. and yeah, and it was shot within three weeks. Is that um, what it took? I think it was three, Stuart, and they did a lot of prep beforehand. And yeah, uh, yeah I think it, yeah, I, I think it was three weeks. You know, it's like a bit of a blur now, but um, yeah, and it was uh, on a shoestring with the best intention. Great people, lovely crew. Uh, we had the same DOP that was on the um, that was on the short, and um Candice, the brilliant makeup designer and yeah. the costume people, you know, Sparky and Felix and Lena directing, so and mm-hmm. same cast and then some new casts as well. So and it was fantastic, it was brilliant. I mean, just you know, basically just went on the road and shot the bugger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. and Lena directed it and um yeah, so with the will and the you know, we just did it. James Nelson Joyce was incredible in it. You know, yeah, James is lovely. Yeah, yeah he, absolutely. What brilliant! Um, you know, the new girl uh, yeah. playing um, Sandra, and you know, all the you know, there's lots of wonderful performances in there. Yeah, you know, so um, it's. I mean, I haven't seen it yet because I wasn't able to make the screening and I hate watching myself, so it's... Yeah. um, yeah. I try to avoid that as much as possible. Uh, Yeah. So, um, but I will watch it one day. I will, yeah. Yeah. See what... What does does it do? What feeling does it bring out in you then? Why why do you... (laughs) Repulsion. I sort of like, oh, defeatism. I mean, it's like... Makes me feel, oh shit, you're useless. Oh, you know. Really? Oh god, yeah, yeah, very much so. Very. Your self criticism. So hard on yourself, and you know, just why did I do it that way? Shit, you know. And then, and because it's, it's, you know, it's done. Pardon? Because it's a film, it's done. So you can't, you can't the next night go. I'm going to tweak that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's the visual. You know, it's all, I mean, let's be honest, it's the visual as well. Because in your head, when you create a character, I give it an image, I give it a face, I give it a body, you know, a look. Yeah. So it's not my face that I'm seeing, you know, when I'm playing somebody, it's somebody else's face. Yeah. And, um, so to suddenly see my own face is so, so devastatingly disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, is that not the person that I created? You know? <laughs> so it's like poor thing. Biden, you poor thing. You're in a constant state of disappointment. Yeah, totally, absolutely. That's why it's easier for me not to watch them. <laughs> you know, imposter syndrome as well as as well yeah. as disappointment. Why do, why do we why do we suffer from this? Why what this is imposter syndrome? It's crazy, isn't it? That the why why is this little psyche thing with us? Yeah, that, in general, that, that big voice in your yeah, head. That, 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 that voice. Yeah. Yeah, you're not good enough. Totally. Well, I mean, the, the evidence not. is that you are. Yeah. You know, the, the evidence is, you know, like from one thing to another to another, is you're good at what you do, and you, you know, so you could you want to get another work, would you? It's rubbish. Well, please God, you know, touch, touch words. All touching words, yeah, yeah. Word, yeah. word, word, word. Um, you know, Stuart, I gosh, you know, you know, there's a competence, definitely, but um, in terms of, I mean, I think, you know, it's always about pushing yourself, you know, you know, as yeah. well, like yeah. about testing yourself too. It's about, yeah. um, in terms of uh, what, you know, it's not about saying, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. You know what I mean? It's constantly about testing yourself as to whether. You know you're capable of doing that. Can I get? Can I access that? You know, can I convince that? Can I convey that? Can I portray that? You know, truthfully. So, um, yeah, I guess it's it's still about pushing yourself. It's the it's it, that's what I would describe as ambition. You know, yeah. the sort of like the for me, it's that the quest almost. You know, to to test to see if I can actually achieve it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it would. Uh, and the thing is, if that's the case, then it's something you're never going to achieve because you're never going to achieve perfection. So. No, God. So, you know, even though we think we're, it's we're the best, isn't it? It's, even though we think that's what we're setting out to achieve, and people say they're perfectionists and they're this and they're that and they're that, but you know, you can't achieve perfection, and that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you pushing it because it's like infinity. You know, you're yeah. never going to get there. You know, that's we it. just run out of time, don't we? That's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I thought you were here. <laughs> no, no, not on here. No. Oh, sorry. I met with life. I was being deep. I know you are. I was being facetious. I know. It goes so quick, doesn't it? I'm, I'm turned into one of these old people who says, oh, it goes so quick as you go. But then it goes quick, you know. I absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I've turned into the cliche of every person when I was a kid that I went, oh, God, you know, they signed, you know, like we used to say like my granny, um, you know, she who had, you know, in those days, like, you know, hearing issues. But, you know, if you mentioned money or death, she heard you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, so it's like, you know, I'm turning into one of those cliches. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, I think it's... Um, yeah, it is. It just goes too fast, actually. It does. It really goes no, too fast. You, and, you, um, there's a lot of retro films and things out now, you know, and they've been recently. And, you know, you get the Queen one and the Elton John one and all these films. And it, I just think, my God, right. But I, had, I had tears in my eyes when I watched the Queen one, Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. When they'd done Live Aid and there's the bit when they come out for Live Aid, and it was so, it was done so well. And I just thought, where's the time gone? 
you know, like what? I've had a family, they've grown up, I've got grandchildren, you know, it just it just flies. And I think we had these episodes as well, like when we, when mum passed away last year. And uh you you, you just think it, it makes you realise that you've got this mortality, you know, that you aren't gonna run forever, you know. I think um, sorry, sorry. You, Oh, sorry, please finish. I was just going to say, and that's that's the one of the things for me with with what I've set up with the haircuts runners. What we're looking at trying to do now is I want it to be here after I'm gone. So I want it to be a legacy. I don't want it to be the thing that I did and then stopped. So we're, we're that's my mission now is to. I feel we've done quite well to get as far spread as we are, um, but I, I really do want to make sure it's it's around for, for a good long time after I've gone. Because what 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 do you leave? You know. Absolutely, I mean it's an amazing thing you've achieved with haircuts for homeless, Stuart, and and I wish more people knew about it. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and it's it's one of those, you know, we've done charity things before in our lives, but it's um, it's a very good, as you say you know, to give thanks for your life, you know, and not to feel that you're in any way superior to anybody else. It's just, you know, the cards you get dealt, the fate that comes your way. And uh, and just watching the community, the, the people, the community between that community yeah. as well. It's it's the way they look after each other. And I think it was, it was international, that room. You know, it well, wasn't yeah. just, you know, white, English, or Irish. You know, oh. you had Colombians in there, you had Spanish, you had Italians, you'd, yeah. you know, it was, it was humbling, absolutely yeah. humbling, and yeah. fascinating. When it wonder, I've got to have a shout out to my sister. Yes. When it wonderful when she started speaking, because she's fluent Spanish, and yeah. that guy, that young guy from Colombia, you could see their face light up when someone's talking to them in their mother tongue, can't you? Yeah. It's just wonderful. Yeah. And, and, you know, and your sister's so, you know, she's like you. She's just, she's there. She's a worker. She's an honest, solid human being. No, no flights of fancy, nothing. Oh. And literally just a wonderful person. And, and you know, most people go, yeah, I speak Spanish. You know, oh, yeah, I speak French. <laughs> <laughs> no, Portuguese, darling. And yeah. uh, you know, so... For just you know, just to literally just slip that in, it's just so unassuming, so under the radar, but just honest and yeah, on with it, does it? Yeah, like itself. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know. Well, and we're talk about you, not me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I shut up and let myself. No, it was amazing. I, I was, yeah. I've thought a lot about it since you know. It, it stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah, and the, you know that young boy as well, who, you know, he was also cutting hair. He was also homeless. Yeah. But you know, I can cut hair. I can cut hair, and then yeah, and he did. He did. Yeah. He was literally cutting hair. Yeah. You know, there were four of you cutting hair at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a help because we was really busy. Yeah. I think I think we done thirty. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, and that's why I was so desperate to get that guy's haircut who had the job interview because we literally have like we can't stay as long as we want. They shut up at as you saw they shut up at uh, exactly. half eight, and it's like you got to get out. 
So if if anyone doesn't get done, they you know you, you literally can't stay and do them. Um, but you know that was what was so lovely, Stuart. There's no, I mean, I know it varies, you know, as well, you know, and there's there are times that you can get issues with with people when you have lots of people together, even you know whether or not they're they're displaced or homeless or what you know non-homeless whatever you know lots of personalities in one room sometimes can can erupt mm. but there's a graciousness about that you know people coming going but no mate you can't get it this week there are enough spaces oh well I'll come back in six weeks yeah. you know there's just a you know there was no issue trouble or anything yeah. that was just like okay that's just the way it is, you know. I think, it, I think that you know, restart lives who run that, they 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 give a lot of respect. So mm-hmm. I think that's you know that's why it, it works so well in there because some places we go aren't as aren't as uh, level as that. They they yeah. erupt a bit more, um, and it's it's very rarely it does there. But I think a lot of it is done. There's good organisation, mm-hmm. good levels of respect given. And you know, behavior breeds behavior, doesn't it? So yeah. I've been at some that, that aren't like that, you know. And uh, and there again, we have a duty of care to our um, volunteers. So if if we are at a particular centre and they don't look after our teams, we unfortunately can't keep going there. And we we, yeah. we obviously give we communicate really well about it, and then we obviously give them another chance. But they don't get a third chance <laughs> because yeah. we, you know. Um, we have to look after our volunteers. We're so grateful for them, and that's the thing as well. It's it's become since the pandemic something that we we struggle a little bit with now, which we never never did. Really? You know, too many volunteers. We couldn't place them all. Good. The point now where we are getting, you know, like Ilford on Wednesday, I, I was on my own in there. Really, Stuart? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think I've done fifteen on haircuts on my own in there. And um, but I blinder, so uh, and I shouldn't really be saying this because we tell them they're not allowed if they're on their own, but <laughs> the governor can make exceptions, can't they? Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that I don't, well, you know, there's a couple of things that I can think is that people are feeling the pinch, so it's not as easy for them to give up half a day once a month. Yeah, they, they've got to be earning their money if they're, you know, if they're on the real poverty line, that they, they've just got to keep earning as much and give as little time out as they can. But then there's a little bit that the pandemic and everything was, you know, you thought was going to bring everyone together. But I think everyone did come out of it, or a lot of people came out of it a little bit more self interested, you know, and uh, are not thinking along the lines of other people, you know. Um, so hopefully we will we'll get that back. We'll, we'll get that back of people thinking about others more than, uh, than yeah, themselves. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing that you pointed out as well, Stuart, is it's not just homeless people who come to you. You come to those, um, to places like St Columbo's, it's families who, who can't make, you know, who can't put food on the table for their children, who can't... Yeah you know, pay for their heating and food at the same time. I mean, you look, turn the radio on anytime now and constantly you hear people like talking about rationing, rationing yeah. their heating, rationing the number of meals they can have a day, yeah. you know. So rationing what they can spend on whatever because of the timing, the times that we're living in. Mm. And, um, and it's terrifying you know every supermarket that you go to now practically 
has a has an area for where you can donate food for the homeless yeah. you know for um <clears throat> you know uh boxes that go to families you know so yeah. it's 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 epidemic it's unfortunately even that though i've seen those and I, you know the first time i saw them appear they seem to have they seem to have a lot of stuff in them uh-huh. and i see them now and they don't seem to have an awful lot yeah. of them, i know. You know and that's the thing isn't it and yeah uh, and it's exactly what you're talking about it's yeah, like at the yeah. beginning it was that thing everybody seemed to sort of like oh thank god uh, for the grace of god go i but um now with everybody starting to feel the pinch yeah can't afford to be as generous to no. help those who are less off no, less, no. you know so it's yeah, I tell you this, i haven't got the answers so no, 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 <laughs> yeah no. i haven't got the answers for it so um but i think i think um this is the point of this as well. I mean, if this chat gets out there and makes just someone think, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I could do a bit more. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, or anything else that, that that might come up. So what's the, what's the, what you've got in the pipeline that you can talk about? Have you got anything that you're um, starting coming up? Yeah. Um, thank, oh, Stuart. Uh, yeah, just about to start again on, I do a, a series uh, for Sky called Gangs of London. Um, oh, you're the mama. Yeah. <laughs> of sorts. And <laughs> motherfucker, more like. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a, <laughs> that's a violent. Yeah. It's very, very violent. Everyone that's why I like it. <laughs> Do you like it, Stuart? Yeah. Gosh, and um, he's for such a gentle man. <laughs> oh, no, I've got friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got friends who could fit right into that, I tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like I was at a funeral recently and one guy came up to me and literally, you know, it was he started talking about it and I could literally just, you know, the way he was talking about it, there was just something about the way he was talking about it. I thought, yeah, you know all about this world, don't you? <laughs> no, indeed, even though That's my... Not you know, <laughs> That's not for me. <laughs> no. I know there's not as strange as but it's uh yeah so that starts we start filming that again in October oh right um, so that's going to be that takes us through till I think it's May of next year oh brilliant so, it's so you've got that sort of bit of work coming along in it like sort of yeah. set work in it absolutely and I mean it's a series so it's eight episodes and that takes time yeah. you know to to shoot and then it's you know they sort of have to you know schedule everything and um they get their scripts in order get their directors in order get their crew get their everybody back you know yeah. get it all so that it works together and then of course there'll be a i think they're planning to have like two weeks off over christmas and then straight back in again right it's a long time you know when you think about for actors it's different because you're not in every day but for directors and for um, production side, uh, you know, for the crew, they are in, you know, it's, you I'm know, sure. five days a week, you know, up for the entire six, six months, six, seven months, whatever length of yeah. duration. So it's exhausting for them yeah. in terms of, uh, and also a lot of this stuff on Gangs of London is shot at night. So it's a lot of night shoots. And particularly at this time of year, it's um, 
you're getting up in the dark and going yeah. to bed in the dark. So yeah. it's a lot of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> sums the series up, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think they decided. I mean, I think the first couple of episodes, the first couple of seasons, we started in January and we worked towards towards the light. But they've yeah. decided now that, um, well, most of it is written and shot in 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 dark places so we yeah. may as well utilize that so we'll shoot in the winter yes yeah. when the months are dark and that's harder and it's because it's colder as well yeah. so yeah it makes for a grueling shoot for the crew basically you 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 need a new role you need I'm just thinking about, you know, Game of Thrones, <laughs> Gangs of London, Lena's film, you know, God, well, you know, I mean, it was the, everybody, I mean, there was a point where I did a thing where I always got killed in it. So yeah. <laughs> at least so far, so good. She doesn't get killed. Yeah. In it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> oh God, here's touch wood. I mean, I haven't seen all of the scripts yet, but. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to film me anyway. <laughs> I don't think I'm meant, I'm destined for the for the light and fluffy parts, Stuart. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you light and fluffy in real life. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe a bit, but certainly not fluffy. <laughs> well, I've seen you are. Bit baggy around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, look. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of time, so I'm not going to keep you from what you're doing for, for any longer. But, uh, you know, please keep in touch. I know you're going to be really busy in the next six months. Um, you know, if you're, if you're over at some point and you get you do get time, we've got the other one that I'd love you to come and meet the ladies at the, yeah. at the, um, at the Women's Refuge because they really have gone through it, a lot of them, you know, and... Uh, it's nice to see them lift, you know, because they come in and we, and we can do a little bit more there because they've got rooms and they can, we often can do a proper full cut and blow dry and you get a real big before and after job. And, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's really lovely, uh, that one. So, but oh, you know, yeah. I'll be, I'll be watching, I'll be watching, I've got to catch up on the last of the gangs of London and then I'll be waiting for the new one. <laughs> Watch as you're feeling depressed. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like it. We like a bit of gangster stuff, like a little fright from reality. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming the other day. I really appreciate thank you for yeah. persevering with me. You know, in terms of oh, getting, yeah. and um, you know, I salute you. You know what you're doing, what you and your sister and your other hairdressers do. Uh, it's in incredible. We appreciate it. Why you gave to others is. You know, and, uh, and yeah. you know, it's about it's just that thing as well, Stuart, of like touching other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Touching. I mean that lovely little Italian girl, Valeria. You know that you sat oh, down. Oh yeah. Oh, this little quirky, beautiful haircut that you gave her, and yeah. her beautiful face, and and the way she just smiled. Yeah. You know, just people touching other people. Yeah. It's so important, you know, and if you're sort of out there on your own, that's something that you might not. It's what's happened. often said. It's often said is that they say, you know, and they say, thank you for talking to me. Yeah. And you think, right. Oh, yeah, for treating me like a human being. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Cool. Stay in touch, my dear. 
well indeed Stuart and yeah. thank you and, and uh, if there's you. any any links you want me to put on for anything you know any, anything that's going on in, in in your part of the world you know like if there's any charities or that we put all the links on as well so okay. um but uh yeah I look forward to seeing you again yes yeah, uh, I do too darling I mean that absolutely yeah. thank you take care have Good a day. lovely have a lovely rest of your day darling thank you thank Love you that.